Pila is a podcast where you listen to this our boy talk about life, news, and anything interesting. So welcome back to another episode of Chillax. You know, uh, I haven't done a podcast episode for quite some time. I think at the beginning I was doing it like once per week, but it feels a bit pressurizing. Like pressure, there's a lot of pressure doing it every week. Like I need to think of a topic, and then sometimes you know you you just run out of ideas. And I feel that I'm kind of reaching the point already because you can. At first, I was thinking like I was trying different styles, right? I was talking about uh news, then I realized ah uh, news, kind of like not really evergreen content, right? Like like once the new pass, it's not it's no longer interesting to listen to. So I just talk about more personal stuff and things that like you know problems, common issues that we face, and that you know that 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 was well received. I I, I see a lot more downloads and plays. That's nice. But eventually, right, there's only so much problems you can talk about. And if I start, you know, commenting on other people's problems and things that doesn't happen to me before, it becomes not so genuine, which is something I want to avoid. So, you know, I'm still trying to figure out where I want to take this podcast towards. Like, right now, my understanding, the way I look at it right now is whenever I feel, or maybe something happened, then maybe I can talk about it. And at the same time, we kind of mix in other episodes where we kind of treat this as more of like we're just having like a regular chat and you can listen to this while you fall asleep or you can commute to work kind of as a kind of background noise or white noise uh if you're feeling lonely you can listen to this that's the whole idea you know that's i think that's the angle that i'm trying to move towards too so just a mix of personal talk and also at the same time just Things that are happening in my life, things that are happening around me, um, things that are interesting that I, that I recently found out about. That's roughly the plan for now. Because as we are getting close to almost a year of, of podcasting, I think I remember the last, the first episode was around April 12th. So it's about one more month, no, three, three more weeks to about April 12th. So there's a lot of thinking, like how how do I move this ahead, and at the same time, how do I grow this right? Because, uh, I was hoping for more growth, but frankly speaking, the growth is kind of like very slow, and I don't know, man. I mean, for now, the workload is fine, and just being able to talk about things is is a pretty good way to kind of just relax and at the same time, um, feed my need to create things. So it's not it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Yeah. So I think for now I'm okay with it. And if you know of anybody who might be interested in this podcast, feel free to share it with your friends. Feel free to share it. And I seen quite a fair bit of you has already like rated and reviewed the podcast on Spotify. I would like to thank all of you who have done that. I'm not quite sure whether I thanked you all like in the last episode. Because that was quite a while ago. <laughs> so Thanks to the 13 person that has rated me. Uh, the rating is pretty good. 4.5 stars. I like that. Not too bad. Okay, speaking about this, I realized, I remembered. <laughs> I think I mentioned this last episode. But thanks again. Thanks, thanks a lot. Um, okay, anyway, today we're going to talk about something that is personal. Uh, I'm going to talk about why I don't like to get sick. This is something that I think some of my friends might know. Uh, might have caught on to it, like, I mean, 
like some of my uni friends kind of know this like i've been together i mean we've been together for about four years is eventually they will realize it right, right because when you don't like to get sick you kind of avoid doing things that will get you sick uh when people are like coughing sneezing having some flu or like whatever it is you try and i i, I would like kind of not sit so close or avoid standing with them and also i try to avoid sharing food and it can be how do i say um this this is not particularly common right i would assume but i, I have no idea how many people out there is kind of scared of germs or scared of getting sick but but it's like it seems really rare for now i only know i'm the one who, who has this problem i think the main issue here is it, it, it's very deeply rooted it really came from from my parents that was that, that kind of resulted in me having this problem otherwise i wouldn't have this right because generally you can't really stop all these things like if you get sick if your family gets sick then get sick law like it's very common right like if you, your girlfriend gets sick then you will get sick it's it's just what it is you get sick you recover drink more water then then that's that so there really isn't much of an issue there um but for my family it's slightly different i think my family is the typical asian parent but it's slightly different like but the typical asian parent is that they will scold you for committing mistakes right and then my parents take it one step further i think at the start you know when i was young they kind of scold me for making simple mistakes uh just like if i don't do things properly they'll scold me like you know the negative reinforcement kind of style that is very common among all singaporean parents and then it kind of make me afraid to commit mistake then the, the difference here is that my parents right they my father in particular will overreact when i get sick i think perhaps you know from the outsider perspective is you kind of see it as you know my parents are kind of like concerned about my health that's why they overreact when i get sick and and you know perhaps you can see it that way but to me it didn't seem so i feel that it it, it really caused a lot more problems and even if if they were caring about my problems and caring about me getting sick it really caused a lot more harm and a lot more problems on you know towards me in the long run <laughs> than, than 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 whatever help that they did right because he my father always overreact when i get sick like a little ulcer or like a little flu a little cough then you'll make a mountain out of a, out of a molehill like like a small tiny sneeze or a s small flu or cold right it feels as if i'm gonna die you know the way he reacts it doesn't warrant that kind of reaction but yet they are so agitated like oh you're sick oh you need to drink this you need to drink that you need to drink this drink this medicine that i bring i think maybe it sprouted from themselves in the, in the past where perhaps in the past they gotten sick very easily then now you know they will try to protect their health it's very important and whatever it is i don't know i don't know how it happened to them but they really you know very anal about this kind of shit and and it's perhaps it's our way of showing care but honestly speaking it kind of sucks whenever i get sick um i i actively try and prevent them from knowing that i'm sick because if I let them know I'm sick, you're gonna ask, you're gonna not ask questions, you're gonna say so much things like, hey, 
you need to do this, do that, do this, do that. Cannot eat this, cannot eat that. It's like it's them annoying and them frustrating dealing with them. And and I feel that maybe because the way they like because maybe typical Asian parents, my parents are not very educated. So they are more of like the Chinese medicine kind. And I to be honest, I don't think there's any issues with Chinese medicine. I think maybe it helps to some extent. I think in the past when I was young I drank it. Kinda helps, I guess. But I think over time, as I grew more and more frustrated with my parents because of this whole chi- uh, uh, because of, of their overreaction, I kind of stopped, you know, drinking Chinese medicine. And instead, I just relied on recovering naturally and eating Panadol if things get worse. And for some reason, there isn't much difference in terms of how long I take to recover. Um, and actually I feel much more better recovering on my own eating like Panadol or just drinking a lot of water because if I were to do their way right there's so much problem involved like I had to drink their medicine then they had to do all they, then they talk to me then they say all this nonsense then they overreact bloody annoying it actually adds more pain than, <laughs> than it helps you know <laughs> and it might have elongated the problem like my whole sickness because I'm so stressed because of that and, and 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 that's that. So I think at one point when I could have when I started taking care of myself, when I started doing part-time work, I just completely disregarded thing. Like if I sick, I just gonna tell them like this is something small, I'll eventually recovering. I, I I'll eventually recover from it. I'm I'm recovering really. So that they will stop like disturbing me. And 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 it's just it's just annoying, man, because at this point, right, because of all their overreaction, it kind of affected how I behave now where where I try and avoid sharing food because I don't want to get sick and if I get sick I will, I'm gonna attract attention and then the biggest problem here is that right it's not that it's not just the fact that they are like you know maybe they are showing care so to speak like in quotation mark but the problem here is that my father will get angry for some reason in the past right when I get sick when I cough and when it when, when any of my like, like people in the household get sick and, and it's being transmitted to him and he gets it, he gets angry. And, and as y'all know, I mean, like I've mentioned this a couple of times in a in few episodes like previously, he doesn't communicate when he's angry. And he just sits there, show his very black face, angry face to show he's, he's unhappy. And he... And it really disrupts the whole mood. It's, it's mentally torture. Like it's a mental kind of abuse where like anytime he will go crazy and he would he would kind of like do all these kind of small actions to really wow you up, which is very annoying. And 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 and, and it's like this really you know make me so afraid of getting sick. That's why I think after like like over time I eventually just try and avoid getting sick, avoid sharing food, and just naturally, I would like instinctively, I would just like avoid my friends, and I don't want to do that. But yet at the same time, over time, you also found other reasons to not <laughs> to kind of support my my own action. I also found additional reason the fact that you get sick, right? It's annoying. It kind of annoys me. I can't I can't concentrate doing work. I can't concentrate writing my essay when I get sick. So, so it kind of justifies my action to some extent as well. 
Hence, <laughs> I do all these things. And it kind of sucks so because I feel that, you know, normal people kind of like, if your friends get sick, you still, you don't really avoid them because it kind of, it is kind of rude, isn't it? And, and imagine if you have a, imagine if I, I, I imagine if I, I have a partner and if I do that, that's pretty fucked up, isn't it? So I feel that at one point, there's no choice. I need to accept that. And if I have a partner, if they get sick, I'm going to get sick as well. So I'm going to accept that. I think for now, I'm just trying to avoid as much as possible. Because getting sick is annoying. And also I do a lot of, besides, share, besides avoid, avoid sharing or getting close to my friends when they are sick, I also like don't touch my face. But that one definitely helped a lot. I think just by not touching your face, right, you don't get sick at all. Like, a lot of the things, a lot of the times right, you get sick is either through like close contact or through touching your face. And for some reason, every single person that I met, right, like to touch their face. And I think there's also an additional benefit by not touching your face, which is not, which is, uh, you don't get as much pimple or like, like some, uh, I mean, just general acne and pimple, right? Because if you keep digging on your face, right, and you keep touching your face, all, the, all this dirt is going to like clog up your face and you're going to get like a lot of these pimple and, and that's that's I mean that's like a huge issue isn't it if you care so much about your complexion yeah so actually it's pretty good but overall I think it kind of sucks to <sighs> I don't know man but I'm just glad some of my friends are understanding they know that I'm kind of like a bit germophobic but I feel that I should just be more relax and be more open when it comes to that because over time my father kind of mellow out really and I also I don't know I just drink a lot of water I don't get sick as often anymore and you know there's no issues with that if I get sick then so be it sometimes my mother my mother will just overreact but overall it's still fine but it, it was definitely it definitely sucks when I was young man getting sick then your then your father and your is angry at you like for for for, for fuck like what the hell what the heck is going on which is unfortunate i guess i mean i guess that's how you can't choose your parents right <laughs> yeah i still remember one of those times where i got sick and i have a fever and i visit so my father brought me to see a, the chinese meds like, like a chinese doctor like the tcm then i was having fever you know and for some reason it's like i think it's, it's a typical Asian parent thing. Like, they like to scold you, they like to embarrass you because they don't know how to, like, you know, use positive reinforcement. They have to use negative reinforcement. And, and I think maybe two days or three days before I ate, like, fried food, alright? Like, we ate zita, then we eat the ha chong kai. And then, for some reason, afterwards, I, I, I had, like, fever, like, two days after. And then when the doctor asked me what happened to me or whatever it is, then my father just said that I ate fried food and caused me to have fever and kind of laugh at me, you know, in front of the doctor. Like, embarrassed me. For some reason, it was embarrassing. I don't know why it felt embarrassing. Just laugh at me for eating fried food. Like, I, I eat too much fried food. But I gotta be completely frank about this because I think this whole fried food thing, right, is, is, it might be true to some extent, the heatiness and everything. But I don't think that's a cause. I think this is just like, like old wives' tales and whatever it is. Because I feel that if you get fever, right, most likely you got you you have caught a bug from somebody that's near to you, or you touch your face, or you, or like you know the food is unhealthy or whatever it is. 
like 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 all like unhygienic like the food is unhy unhygienic that's the reason why you you know these things are transmitted to you and you have fever and all these things but overall i don't think it is something that is caused by fried food and it has never happened before to me afterwards like all these old wives tales right like for some reason all my parents have all this kind of nonsense you know? and that made me so annoyed where like oh, i just say screw that i gotta try it out like and despite how many times i eat fried food it doesn't affect me because i avoid coming in contact with people with sick people i avoid uh, touching my face and and i'm completely fine i'm completely fine and that's the part that that's so annoying like like don't know they just they just believe in this kind of thing but i suppose they have no other way i mean that's all they know right and that they are using those information to try and take care of me i suppose that's a way to look at it but but it's i'm unfortunate man it's unfortunate i'm not quite sure whether some of you experience this maybe the getting sick part might not be that relevant but overall how asian parents behave like the traditional maybe uneducated asian parent like you know, just negative reinforcements and i think for a moment for a long time i kind of believe that oh negative reinforcement might, might just work but then as you kind of explore life you go to uni you talk to people from other other countries you realize that there's a reason why people use positive re reinforcements why angmos like behave the way they do why it helps like like instead of just being a disciplinarian being having an author authoritative kind of parenting style might not be that great you can scar the child you can cause a lot of mental kind of problems and you create a lot of this trauma that perhaps it doesn't fully paralyze them but it sticks with them for the rest of their life and it's very very frustrating dealing with all this anxiety from disapprovals from getting scolded it's it's terrible man and sometimes positive reinforcement is much better and we i mean if you have studied some basic psychology 101 causes before you kind of know Positive reinforcement definitely work and and it's much better right than negative reinforcements unless the person really cannot help it like like no hope really then you, you might need to use that like different kind of parenting style right uh that is useful like like or HR if you study HR this also is useful like some people require a taskmaster kind of approach where you need to control monitor and everything but I feel that as a child right, you need to have freedom. You need to have positive reinforcements you need to be encouraged to do things not penalized to do things when you don't uh, no, penalize when you don't do that specific thing so that you will do that thing i think that's the worst way to go it doesn't teach you anything at all you need to explain tell them what's the reason yeah but i suppose all this comes from reflection comes from all the therapy session i went to and and just overall i don't know I don't think I will ever use any of these learnings because I, I'm never gonna have a child. Because all this just I, I think I'll I think I will destroy myself mentally if I have a child because I'll just keep on having so much high expectations for myself. Like I want to do better, I want to like um um not give positive reinforcements. But then sometimes when the kid is so bloody annoying, right? It's such a 
such a dick. You can't help it, right? You always go with the easy way out. Sometimes you see the parents like they just give up really. They just um give the kid like a smartphone to watch shows. But I don't think that's right. But I mean if I was a if I was a parent, right? I might just do that because I'm so annoyed already. And the smartphone is the easiest fix to stop them from crying, from going crazy, from disturbing other people around, like in the public. I mean, I would do that, but that's not the right way, right? So I hold myself to so much, such a high standard that like, I don't think I will be able to achieve it. And I, can, I think I have a tendency to constantly move the goalposts. So it's just going to be pain falling expectations, failing expectations every single time. And you know, nah, I don't think I can settle with good enough because generally parenting, that's how it works, right? Try your best, be good enough. As long as I'm better than my parents, that's great. But no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But that's that. I mean, it's like that. But I, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's what it is. Uh, yeah, as I, as I mentioned in the earlier, like in the first 10 minutes, I spoke about how I want to kind of not just talk about personal stuff, but also talk about more um, relate. I mean, not relatable things, but I mean relate relatable personal stuff. But also just talk about just life in general to really extend the episode because see some of the episodes are twenty minutes, thirty minutes long, and I want to really kind of position it in such a way where we can talk about personal things, but at the same time, I just want to provide like a because I received some feedbacks from. Uh, listeners that oh the the podcast is very useful for them because like oh the voice my voice is pretty soothing i don't know i still can't imagine or believe that my voice is soothing because i mean when you look when you listen to your own voice you will cringe right but they say it is and and it's not just one person say it's several people say so i'm just gonna take it take their word for it and they listen to it i think when they have anxiety when they can't fall asleep Hence, this idea came along where perhaps we can just talk about regular things and and I think um, we can kind of help you have a longer episode and help you have a... I mean, it's not like you take 20 minutes to fall asleep immediately, right? I mean, you have insomnia or you have troubles falling asleep, you have a lot of anxiety. Hence, the episodes needs to be longer so that you can kind of like put you in that mood and this monotonous soothing voice or whatever it is and kind of put you into that space and you know maybe at the start it can be something that's relatable then you might be actively listening but as time goes by we can talk about more uh mundane things but it's still interesting for me to talk about and then we can kind of just slowly put you to sleep maybe that's how it works or just mundane mundane things in general to use it as a white noise right yeah or just mundane things to keep you kind of feel company i mean when you meet your friends like generally you just talk about mundane things right even if you talk to your wife like at one point you're just gonna like how many times can you be vulnerable you really share everything really so you're just gonna talk about your day and that's the idea that's the general gist but i i need to figure out how to condense it so that I can kind of like put it in the summary of the podcast, put it in the thumbnail of the podcast, so that we can kind of effectively communicate what you use the podcast for. Because if people don't know what's the podcast for, then like there's a misalignment, right? Yeah. 
So people were like, hey, why, why like that? Then they just don't listen. So that's that. That's the logic. Um, so recently, I finally tried MacGrido. I think MacGrido has been around for quite some time. And I, 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 I'm, it's like, I'm quite surprised though, because I never tried it before. So trying it for the first time, I was like, hey, that's interesting. The bun is not a bun. I know that the bun is not a regular burger bun. I know that it's some interesting kind of like bread or whatever it is. But I didn't know it was a pancake. <laughs> Where I know that it was sweet, but then I didn't know it was a pancake. Exactly like a pancake. Texture of a pancake. Taste like a pancake. Smells like a pancake. So it was kind of very weird, you know. When I, when I bite onto that, onto that bun, that, that McGriddle bun, Wow, oh, now it kind of makes sense why they call it the McGriddle, why they are selling it as a breakfast food where you have the sausage and then you have the pancake bun, so to speak. Because pancakes is like in big breakfast, right? So it kind of makes sense. But what is weird is that because they are selling it as an afternoon food as well, where you can like pair it with fries, right? Which absolutely doesn't make sense at all. Like afternoon eat fries. And then you pair it with a breakfast food. Like, come on, man. Kind of just like take one more step. Like, do, do, make it better. Sell, pair it with your hash brown. I mean, everybody likes a hash brown. Why, why not just sell the hash brown? I mean, it's a breakfast food. Just sell you the hash brown all day long. Like, it's annoying. McDonald's need to sell their breakfast all day long. And I'm quite sure right, they might have tested it before. They have done some financial calculation and they know that Putting it between that time, right, is the most optimal period to generate the highest profit and at the same time, you know, fit within their supply chain kitchen operation system. Because if you have all day breakfast, you will need more space in the kitchen. Like a lot of the food they fry first and they put in their oven, right, their food warmer thing. So you need more space and that becomes an issue. But I don't know, man, it's such a missed opportunity. By not selling all day breakfast. I think there was one time where they sold all day breakfast, if I'm not wrong, or they extended the timing. But on my end, it's annoying because sometimes you just want to tr like not try but eat McDonald's breakfast. Like because it has been quite a long time I haven't tried it or I haven't eat it. So I just want to try it, like like just to, just to treat myself because I'm craving for it. But it's annoying. It ends at eleven thirty. And it, I, I, I know that, I mean, 11.30, 12 o'clock is afternoon already to some extent. People are having lunch. So 11.30 is like really the max already. But now with the whole COVID thing, they don't just let any Tom, Dick and Harry inside without key. Like you can just queue directly behind the digital kiosk. Now you have to like queue in one long straight snaking line, right? So it takes so long, you know, to go through that whole line. And... And by the time you arrive at the line, it's already too late already. And and I mean, I wake up like, let's say I wake up at 10 or 10.30, 11. I wash up. I, I, I do whatever I need to do. Then I come and wait. Then it takes so long. Then the breakfast over already. I mean, it's really annoying. Right? Like you just extend the breakfast to 2 o'clock. And I still need to wake up early. Like, but I mean, lunchtime... I don't know, breakfast, Saturdays, Sundays are for sleeping in, isn't it? 
So, I mean, that's why they call, call like, you know, they, when people invented the name brunch, right? It's for this particular purpose. I mean, they should just call it brunch time. <laughs> we have extended McDonald's breakfast to brunch or something, or brunch food. So between that time, they're going to have like a mix between fries and morning breakfast food. That would be interesting. But it's unfortunate, man. <laughs> it's like, it's always like, when I wake up, I see, I bathe finish with it. Wow, shit. I don't have time, man. <laughs> By the time I reach there, it's already too late. And, and that's like, ah, shit. Maybe I just need to choose one day. I take leave. And I just wake up in the morning and go there and have my coffee and eat. But otherwise, there isn't much chance. It's the same thing as the Starbucks. Starbucks breakfast as well. Starbucks breakfast, I think, is about the same time. And once the timing over, then there's no more, like, yeah, the breakfast deal is gone, right? Which is unfortunate. I, 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 if I'm not wrong, I remember the Starbucks one is 11.30, it's later. And I think McDonald's is 11 o'clock. Yeah, the Starbucks one is just... It, it's the much better one because the problem with, with McDonald's is that there's always long queue. Okay, I think maybe they are about the same time. They are always long queue for McDonald's. So I'll just go to Starbucks. But surprisingly, right? Maybe it's in neighborhood area I live in. So people always go for McDonald's. Maybe it's cheaper, so to speak, uh, based on what people think it is. But actually, Starbucks breakfast is about the same price. And at the same time, in the neighborhood area, nobody go drink Starbucks in the morning because we are not rich fucks. So I will just go Starbucks and eat it and eat the breakfast instead because there's no queue. There's plenty of seats and you can just listen to good music and not crying children, bloody annoying children running around. Just relax and eat my breakfast. I mean, maybe you can't eat your hash brown. I know, I mean, hash, I will take hash brown and like big breakfast any time of the day, but, but let's be honest here. Starbucks is also not too bad. I, saw, I mean, they introduced a lot of new like breakfast food, right? And some of it is actually pretty decent and it looks very nice and very appetizing. I took a, I took a very long time before I could like accept the fact that, you know, I can allow myself to buy Starbucks food to eat because I think I took about 10 over years, man, because, I mean, as y'all know, I work, used to work in Starbucks before. And every single, because when you work at Starbucks, you get free drinks, you can make drinks whenever you want to drink, even though they limit to two drinks per day, per day when you work. You can just make whatever you want. Nobody is checking and nobody cares. The manager don't care. And then the food, I mean, the food, then they care a bit, lah, because food is like, you, can, you, you need to take stock. And it also, I think some of it costs more. But the thing about food is that, right, most of, most of the time, right, end of the day, you got to throw everything away. So eventually, everybody got sick of it because, I mean, when you started, then, wow, excited. Uh, so you throw away so many interesting food. Then all this very expensive. Then you just bring back home and you eat. You try the curry puff. You try their uh, mushroom white pepper roll, a uh, 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 wrap. Then you try their, their burger and whatever it is. You try every single thing. But then eventually you get sick of it. And you look at how much they throw away. Because some of the food, the pastry right in particular, gets thrown away like every day, you know. And it's like, yes, it, it kind of cheapens the value really. And you realize that you can just get it for free. Then why spend money to buy it, right? And even though I no longer work in Starbucks for so many years, right? I, it just kind of stuck with me like, they're going to throw this away. <laughs> it's not worth it. 
I don't know, man. But eventually, I just like, ah, this is such a stupid idea. Such a stupid notion that I'm like holding so close to myself. Like, why am I doing that? Why am I torturing myself? So I just like, ah, fuck it. I mean, McDonald's, the queue so long. Why not just try it for the first time? I just went to Starbucks. There's a queue, no queue, plenty of seats. Then I just tried one of their like, um, yeah, what, triple cheese, sourdough bread with ham. Wow, that was fucking nice. Like, wow, very, very nice. And the subsequent times, I tried to go there and eat the same one, like the same food. I think it was quite popular. So every time, right, if you go on Sunday, I go on Sunday, right, then it gets sold out. I need to go on Saturday morning. It's so good, man. But the rest is just uh, a bit not so great. Uh, like, like, not so good. But I, I want to try all the different ones really see which one is the best but overall i think the triple cheese sourdough bread thing i'm not quite sure what's the name just ham cheese and and bread yeah so that's that anyway i think that's the end of this episode uh i hope all of you have i don't know found it enjoyable uh and some parts of it are really relatable to you and if you haven't uh rated the podcast yet on spotify or apple podcast please do so please rate the podcast five star no need to be you know no, no need no, no need to be like like embarrassed or no need to be like scared or shy like and also don't be so harsh put give me three star like just give me five no harm five star i mean i mean that's i mean just a star anyway right i mean it helps how uh, 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 how do I say? Uh, motivate or what? Make it easier, or incentivize people to kind of listen to it, right? It doesn't put them all they know. At least they know that it's four point five star, not trash, not too bad. Maybe I try it out. At least they try it out. Yeah. So thanks to those who have rated it, um, five or four point five star. And yeah, I think this is the format I would like to go with. Perhaps I can extend it a bit longer in the future with like news at the end or things that I found interesting. So it will just be like things that are relatable, things I'm going through, then also things I'm experiencing like in the day that I've experienced during the week also. Then we end it with something positive, I guess, to make it like a 40 minute count episode. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, I guess I shall see you next week. Bye.